Live at 5 Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I wasn't expecting it to be a smooth offensive game necessarily for the Vikings and the Raiders. We can throw them in this boat too. But I didn't expect such ineptitude. Uh, just neither quarterback could really read a defense or throw a ball accurately down the field. Yeah, I, I think we, we can look at two different things in this game. I, I don't think we should get even a minute into the conversation without saying that shutting out a modern NFL team is really hard to do. Yep. Uh, and they shut out a team that hadn't been shut out for a long time on the road in dry conditions that should have aided offenses in a league that encourages offensive production. Uh, and a team that has Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and, you know, some, and Meyer, a pretty good talent. I mean, it, it's an amazing performance by the defense. Yep. Uh, number two, the Vikings offense was terrible, of course. Uh, I just don't think Josh Dobbs can run Kevin O'Connell's passing offense. No. He had a success when the whole offense wasn't installed and he could take one or two reads and then run around. O'Connell, as soon as he started having to go to third and fourth reads, he lost his sense of the pocket. Lost, I mean, we saw why he's a backup quarterback. You yep. know, it's just that simple. Um, Mullins at least threw a couple good balls, and got on the field goal. Um, in, in, in context of that game, that was a big deal. I think, you know, we're going to find out here in a little while, we're talking here at 1230, and mm-hmm. O'Connell's uh, scheduled to talk to the media at like about 2 p.m. today. Okay. So I don't know if he's going to announce a quarterback decision. I think he's going with Mullins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, because Mullins is the most, of the three he's got, is the most like Cousins in terms of running the offense from the pocket. He's the most experienced uh, at this kind of an offense. Um, I like Hall. I'd like to see Hall because I think it gives you a combination of pocket passing and, and mobility. And Mullins is going to be an easy decision this week, then we'll see. Uh, and, but it's probably going to be up to Brian Flores to take Jake Browning down a notch. He's been very good as, uh, as Burroughs' backup so far. Yeah, he sure has. Interesting, of course, once was with the Vikings. I don't think yep. he ever took a regular season snap, though, with the Vikings. Yeah, so uh, certainly interesting. You know, and uh, the Raiders have had their own issues uh, at quarterback, too. But, but yeah, very difficult to keep a team off the scoreboard or out of the end zone uh, that wasn't named the New York Jets, at least until the second half of their game yesterday when they kind of exploded. I, I guess I didn't see that coming. But uh, for the Vikings, they go with Mullins because they're still in the playoff hunt, right? I mean, if they were a four- or five-win team right now, they'd be having Jaron Hall, wouldn't they? Yes. And that's one of the reasons I'm kind of, I just want to see Hall, Hall this season. I want them to have some film on him before I have to make any big decisions. But, you know, Dobbs, Dobbs did well enough, I guess, to earn another game. I just saw, I saw this coming. I just didn't think Dobbs was going to be able to operate in this offense. Mullins, I guess, makes sense. I kind of still hope we see Hall at some point this year. But, yeah, yeah. factor in contention, Mullins is the easy call. Yeah, no doubt. And and then uh, plenty of injuries uh, to sprinkle around. Jefferson's uh, in particular, that was a scary one. And again, that was the quarterback kind of hanging him out to dry over the middle there. Yes. Um, you also wonder if just the lack of game time, uh, it just, it just, it's just different. You know, you, maybe he's not quite as ready to protect himself also. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was a good clean hit, just got him right there in the upper ribs, um, you know, there are some hints around Vikings facility that he's going to be ready for Saturday. I, I, I'm going to have to see to believe it. But they also lost Brian O'Neill, who wasn't playing well to begin with. And they lost Alexander Madison right as he was rolling. His last yeah. three games have been highly productive. Uh, he started being the guy they wanted him to be at a time when Tyler, Ty Chandler did not take advantage of his opportunities and has not looked very good the last couple of games. So that's, that could be a big blow as well. 
uh, Naylor, you know, who might have to play a little bit. Jefferson is available. He didn't look good, and then he got a concussion. So they have a lot of issues for a short week going West Coast, home, East Coast. Yeah, two drops by Naylor, a drop by Hawkinson didn't help in Dobbs' performance either. Osborne dropped two passes, I think it was, for him uh, as well. And that's not something we've seen in recent years of the Vikings is all these drop passes. Hawkinson dropped another one as well yesterday. Yes, I really think some drop passes early and fumbles by receivers and receiving players early in the season is one of the reasons they got off to such a slow start. Uh, And came back again yesterday, and... I don't want to make excuses. I mean, you can always excuse position A with the way that position B played. I mean, I, I you know, I, when I said that I didn't want to see more Dobbs after that Bears came out, everybody said, oh, what about the offensive line? Part of the job, I mean, part of the definition of modern successful quarterback is you find a way, right? You find something that works. You, you mitigate damage. You, uh, you set your teammates up to succeed. I'm just, I just wasn't seeing it out of Dobbs. Uh, the offensive line hasn't played well, but I also haven't seen him do anything to mitigate that. Um, yeah, without without O'Neal now, Ingram got hurt. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure how they're going to function offensively. Uh, yeah. The Bengals do a pretty good job defensively. I don't know how they're going to function. Uh, but you know, the only thing I'll say is the NFL is incredibly productive. Not only unpredictable on a team by team basis, but every week we see an unexpected quarterback thrive, whether it's Flacco or Zach Wilson. So you just don't know. Yeah, that's for sure. And then we'll get another look at Jordan Love for the Packers tonight and the way yep. he's played recently. Sure doesn't look like the Packers are in any quarterback market. No. Uh, he showed some signs of clutch play early. Then he went into a funk and credit him and LaFleur that the uh, last three weeks, month, whatever it's been, he's gone back to looking like your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um now, who knows what the ceiling on him is, but he certainly has elevated the floor to a point where you just think, okay, that's their starting quarterback for the next five years. Uh, the Timberwolves, uh, Anthony Edwards leaves the game again early on Friday. They win anyway. Uh, the difference, before I ask you about Edwards' injury further, the difference, the biggest one to me this year with the Timberwolves, obviously everything seems different defensively, but they're beating up on bad teams. They used to always play down to the level of their competition. They're beating those teams by 15 and 20 points this year. What a difference. Yeah, and, and part of it is due to Gobert going from you know, almost just you know, very limited to being everything for this team. I mean, he hit a 15-foot jumper the other night. He's dominating the boards. He's dominating defensively. Uh, he's the anchor of an excellent team defense. But, yeah, maturity is part of this. Um, they're not losing the games they lost last year to bad teams. They, uh, you know, they're winning when – I mean, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels are two of their four core players, and they played a lot of basketball without those two, and they still have the best record in the NBA. That's, that is another sign of maturity. Um, you know, Towns Gilbert has been has put himself in the MVP uh, discussion the way he's played. Towns is playing like an All Star, and you know, credit Finch and the bench players for coming through. Troy Brown Jr. has already done way more than you could have realistically expected, um, and they just whoever they put on the floor is finding a way to help in some way. And you know, that's certainly always a credit to the players, but I think that has a lot to do with Finch and the coaching staff. They really have people ready. Yeah. Edwards uh, leaves the game, came back maybe a little earlier than, than he thought he could? Well, the thing is they don't believe that he can re-injure it or, mm-hmm. or, or worsen the severity of the injury. It's not like a hamstring if you pop it or, an ankle or a calf 
where if you pop it again, you might be gone for three, four months. It's really more of a, it hurts. It's hard to avoid it hurting. And when do you want to play? You know, so it's, it's really more of a pain management thing. Mm. Now, pain matters. Pain can make you walk funny and not be able to jump and all those other things. We also saw him with an explosive uh, put-back dump, dunk in the previous game. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just, I, my guess is he doesn't play tonight at New Orleans. But I don't think it's a long-term thing. I really don't. Uh, for Zion Williamson, uh, apparently he will play against the Timberwolves tonight after skipping the two previous games against the Wolves. So they'll get a full go from the Pelicans tonight, who are a very good team. They are good, and especially good when Zion's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Ingram is a you know underrated scorer and player. Uh, he just has a knack for scoring. Right now, Zion Williamson is destroying defenses by getting in the lane and being unstoppable. He's making an incredibly high percentage of his close-in shots. He's getting a lot of close-in shots. He's dunking it. Uh, he's he's a wonderful player. And if you know, if this this could be just an incredible matchup between one of the most you know powerful and innovative inside players in the league and the guy who's currently the best inside defender in the league, and, and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, uh, Zion uh, is, is a big body guy. He's he's big, yes. and that has created. Well, I don't know if that's particularly, but he's had injury issues, and he continues to carry all that weight. He apparently is not going to listen to others when they say, you know, a little less weight, fewer injuries, uh, but he's he's still that big-bodied guy. He is, uh, and he uses the weight really effectively when he's on the court. It probably contributes to the reason he hasn't been on the court so much. No. Uh, it's just that's a lot of weight and hardwood floor, run up and down the floor constantly. So... You know, the, the mystery is if he reduced his weight, would he reduce his power and his, his ability to bully people inside? Hmm. You know, you'd like to think not. You'd like to think that being strong enough, you know, at, doing the kind of workouts that will slim you down but also make you strong would offset that. But you never really know. You never really know what yeah. you're going to get when you change an athlete's composition. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. We'll have the Timberwolves for you tonight, 7 o'clock. That's Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.